You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to NSPS Radio Hour. Glad to have you with us again today. My guest today is Amanda Askren. Welcome, Amanda. Hi. I'm sure some of the people on the show will recognize Amanda's name. She's a young surveyor out in the state of Washington, or should I say Washington, which is it? <laughs> I don't know. There's no R in it, so I just say Washington. <laughs> I, I do hear the R from time to time. <laughs> um, in, interestingly, uh, the show that was on just before us, uh, a lady was on who had started an organization, I believe they said, called the Well-Armed Woman, and it wasn't about our topic today, but maybe it's a good way to... Uh, to move into our topic today because um, I think the organization, the profession really, not just the organization, needs to become well-armed in its attempts to perpetuate the profession. And this, this comes up, Amanda, almost every week during our conversation, regardless of what the topic is. Uh, I was just on the phone a few moments ago with, uh, with Dan Turner, who's part of the NCWS Surveying Task Force group, and we were talking about that, you know, what's going to go on there moving forward, and and one of the things that has to be done, of course, is developing some some workforce development plan, um, and and that's where I think the tie comes back to what our topic is today, which is the Young Surveyors Network, and we've talked about it uh, before to some degree, and and but maybe it's worth spending a little bit of time on just to talk about the Young Surveyors Network and how it came to be, and I've visited with the FIG uh, Young Surveyors Network, and I think the concept, Amanda, for pretty much everybody is a really uh, one that everybody really likes because I think surveyors worldwide in general are interested in the perpetuation of the profession, knowing that all of us old people aren't going to be around to, to make that happen. So the idea of energizing the younger surveyors and young people who may want to be surveyors is is what we're trying to accomplish. I'm not really sure any of us actually knows how we're going to do that. <laughs> um, Me either, but... <laughs> but um, yeah, so a little bit of history on the Young Surveyors Group. We've been around about um, a year and a half now. Um, the goal was... Uh, I was selected as the representative for the United States and then to have a representative in each state because we all realize that each state is different and everyone runs differently and they also have different um, challenges within their states. So having that representative that's local that could address those but also be part of the national network for communication is kind of the key. The big part of the Young Surveyors Network is really just like the word network. is the communication um, it's kind of a communication tool to kind of keep everybody together and to be on the same page and kind of accomplish the same goal. Um, it's hard to do as one person, but with a network of people, it you know makes it a little easier. So uh, we've been. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, didn't you tell me that was it? Thirty-seven states have somebody. Yes, we got our last state last. Uh, one of our last states last week. We have thirty-seven states now that have a state representative. So. I mean, in a year, in a year and a half, we've really made a lot of progress with um, gaining some momentum and some just some dedication from each of the states. Um, I'm still working on the other ones that I don't have, so they're not off the hook yet. But 
we, I mean, we're really working on our communication and just getting the word out there. Um, we're not a super formalized group yet. That's our one of the, my goals for 2016 is to become more formalized and to hopefully create that network that people are looking for. Um, one of the things that we're working on is kind of like a toolkit to keep people, toolkit to get into the high schools and other ways to market our profession. And it's really just um, to help encourage younger people to get into it, but also we need to encourage our the ones that are in the profession to stay in the profession um, and be kind of a mentor and give them some um, some network to kind of be able to move forward with their careers and to keep them energized and excited about the profession to stay in it. So is the idea, and I've, I've not read everything there is to read, there's a lot to read, on the FIG uh, website about the Young Surveyors Network and how it has evolved there. And as I read information about uh, the program and what the work plan is, um, is there uh, any commitment from, say, the U.S. or any other country, for that matter, that has a Young Surveyors Network to pursue this particular work plan? Or how does, is, is that arrangement formal, I guess, is the, the question. I will be honest. I have not been involved as much with the FIG. Um, trying, my goal as the NSPS representative has really been to focus on the United States and get our network solid before we join the worldwide one. Um, there is plans with the work plan. I have read the plans. They have also made progress with their stuff, too. There's been a lot more young surveyor meetings and other things around the world that I've seen um, their biggest communication tool is Facebook, so I've been able to kind of follow on Facebook. And FIG is hosting the the second um, North American meeting, actually, in two days um, from now in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. So they are a big supporter of the United States and helping us get our network up and running. Um, and hopefully when we get to the point of doing work plans, incorporating FIG's goals and the NSPS goals together with the work plan. Okay, so that, that makes it a little more clear to me, I suppose, is, is that, that you're, you're you're not saying uh, we're starting this organization. So it's I'm going to say this incorrectly, I know, so I'm going to have to be careful how I say it. If I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, the young surveyors group that has begun to evolve in the U.S. has and has representatives now from 34 states. Is is independent, so to speak, at this point um, of the FIG group in the sense that you're just forming and you haven't, you didn't need anybody's blessing, I guess, from anywhere uh, from FIG to to start this effort. You're just following along a a an idea that came through FIG, I suppose, is where it started. Yes. And That's creating, probably a good way to put it. Yes, creating an interest group here that yeah. that could at some point and and most likely will uh, tie to that group. And it seems to me that just in reading what's on the website there, I mean, there's a, there's a lot there as as we both discussed, and uh, it's pretty far reaching actually when you look mm -hmm. at it. And I guess it's it's disparate in in a lot of ways because. We have our issues here. I'm, uh, I was just earlier on the phone uh, talking with with some folks about um, that the whole workforce development thing here in the U.S., where mm -hmm. 
that, and that's where NSPS sees a great role for the Young Surveyors Group, and I'm assuming yeah. that all the state societies do as well. And speaking of the state societies, with the 35 folks that are 37 folks that are signed up so far, is each one of them an independent entity? Are they supported by some state society, or are they connected to their state society? How, how does that work? Um, it's a very good question. I've written actually quite a few emails in the last couple weeks regarding that um, same question. Some states have uh, formed their own student or um, young surveyor chapters. Um, mm-hmm. Just I believe Wisconsin is definitely one of them, and then other states have approached it as like a just a group, a recognized group within their organization. Some of these positions are sponsored by the states, and some of them are not. Um, a lot of the ones that are not sponsored at this point in time, those are the ones that I'm trying to help write. Um, it was almost like a campaign speech um, to get to their board to encourage them to just consider, you know, su- supporting their young surveyor um, to attend these meetings or just be part of it or give them just some leeway or some leverage within their organization. Um, really do, the whole point of this group is to make the young surveyors feel um, empowered and part of the organization. So if you continue to not support them, it's, not, it's kind of counterproductive to what we're trying to do with the group. That makes sense. <laughs> and and the, the whole idea, and, and again, I'm thinking of this from, a, I won't say a selfish perspective, but a perspective that I think is important, let's put it that way. Um, it seems to me that in moving forward this whole initiative of, and I'm using the term workforce development, I, I didn't coin that term, but um, there's a lot going on right now. Um, as a matter of fact, a, a, a motion is coming to NSPS at our spring meeting from the Virginia Society on the development of a workforce development program or the creation of a workforce development program that has a lot of different tentacles, so to speak. And and from my perspective, it seems to me that the Young Surveyors Network, working in concert with and through their state societies and with support from them, I would hope, um, have... I think this is a great opportunity to start to utilize those those talents that are there in the Young Surveyor Group to help move forward this whole idea of, of workforce development, whatever it is we decide it is. I mean, I, it, to me, it's just, just a... a um, I, I think I have in my own mind what I think it is. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but the thing, the, the primary deal is the bottom line that we're all looking for is the perpetuation of the profession and then you know protecting the integrity of the profession all those kind of things and and one of the reasons I and and again this is Kurt talking not an SPS executive director talking but it seems to me that one of the best opportunities to get the the vendor class if that's who we want to call them involved in helping to push this movement forward is through the young surveyors because that's who they're looking at you know, they're not looking at, at old people like me anymore. They don't care much about me um, because I'm probably not going to be investing a whole lot going forward. But they know what or have a really good idea, I think, what it is that's going to be needed to help that young surveyor group move forward from a, a products and support services and all those kind of things. So having those two entities interacting along with all of us older people I, I think it's the only way we're ever going to get where we want to go, and, and that's why I think the Young Surveyors Group is so vital to that. 
I agree. And a lot of the young surveyors, the ones that are stepping up and are the state representatives and just the people I've met, a lot of them are business owners, vice presidents in companies, um, pretty high level in all of their organizations. This is people that are committed to the profession and want to see it continue, but also are also committed to the group and helping the young surveyors move forward um, and stay in the profession. Yeah, and I think that's very true. And and I we got about 40 seconds before the break, but oh, okay. one of the things that, that comes to my mind is uh, being, being of the older generation myself at this point, unfortunately, well, maybe that's fortunate because it means I'm still alive, but nevertheless, <laughs> um, sometimes it seems as though people look at new things like this, like the young surveyors, like, oh, my God, they're going to try to take us over. Well, yeah, that's going to oh. happen, you know, <laughs> So, but it's not, it's not an initiative to take over. It's just a natural evolution of things, and so I, I, I see some reluctance, or it seems to me some reluctance out there to embrace what needs to be embraced maybe out of that kind of fear. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit when we come back from the break. So okay, let's, I have thoughts on that. <laughs> let's go ahead and, and take that break. We'll be right back. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com. That's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Amanda, during the break, I thought of a name for, for people in my age. We'll just call ourselves the elder class. The elder class. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, unfortunately, I'm actually out of my own age group for the young surveyors, but still committed to the group and trying to get it up and running. But <laughs> Well, we were talking before we went to break, and you had some thoughts about that, and to frame it back for the listeners, we were talking a little bit about just kind of my perspective as I visit with people, and maybe I'm totally off base, 
But sometimes it seems as it's like anything else that comes along. We, as, as servers, tend to be suspicious of everything, uh, and we've been so suspicious of all tech, new technology that we've lost any say we might have ever had in how it's used just because of that. But And, and maybe my perspective is wrong, but it, it, I don't know. That's just kind of in my mind. No, I think everyone in general, I mean, in, they, I, I would say they fear change. It's something that's new. It's something that's going to require us to think differently and to approach things differently. And that can be, I mean, it can lead to some you know, definitely fear and interpretation. But the thing is, the Young Surveyor Group, I don't, I don't look at it as a thing that's trying to come and take over. The thing is, these are the future leaders of our associations, the future leaders of our national group, the future leaders of your company and your organization. I mean, these are the people that want to help and want to see it grow and can continue. So these are the people that you would really need the fostering, the mentoring, and the helping to get them. And that's really what this group, is, I believe, is about, is to give that encouragement to the young generation, let them ha- have a say in what's going on, just hear them out. Um, their perspective is different than everybody else's, but everybody's is. And at one point in time, the older generation used to be the younger generation. I'm sure they were fighting the same battles. So it's just we're just trying to... I guess unite more. It's not a takeover in any way, so it's just more of un- uniting the people together. Yeah, and and I agree with that. Actually, thinking to younger years, a lot of a lot of the thought process back in those days was more of assimilation. But it was because there wasn't all this revolution of equipment and technologies and different ways of doing and thinking about things. Um, it was okay. These are the these are the the commandments written on the wall for what surveying is and and <laughs> how it's supposed to work and how you do things and all those kind of things. And so, becoming familiar with those and adapting to them and adopting them into professional practices and thoughts, what have you, was just part of the of the deal. And so, you know, my generation has has gone through the the pains and the stress of figuring out how to engage and how to adopt what's going on for the benefit of the profession and it's been hard because mm-hmm. we just you know we we're so steeped in, in what we have and and then it's a learning curve see that again that it always gets back to education eventually <laughs> but, you know if had had our I think had our group had stronger educational background maybe we could have adapted more easily and you know fear of of not keeping up or fear of not knowing how to use equipment or whatever tends to sometimes make you be more uh, or less receiving of it, I suppose. And But, again, that, that all going forward, that does get back to the, to the whole educational side of things where mm-hmm. the young surveyor coming along it hopefully is going to be uh, familiar with how to adapt to new technologies. And, you know, I think about my young people now, and well, I'll give you an example. I tried to get on Facebook, which I've never done before because I didn't have any interest in it, and I, I knew nobody cared what I had for breakfast today and, and all those kind of things. And so my, my 50th class reunion is coming up this summer, high school. And so I was, gonna, I was tasked with trying to find some of my class members. So I said, okay, maybe Facebook's a really good way to do that. So I went in and created a little Facebook account and, 
I didn't get a whole lot of people signing up, but all the people who were on my son's Facebook, because his name's the same as mine, thought I was him, so they were trying to <laughs> get me to sign up for Facebook. And so my plan didn't really work out quite as well as I hoped it would. Uh, as a matter of fact, most of the contact I'm doing is still through text. So, <laughs> but but that's just kind of a, an example, I think, of of this whole idea of a transition, I guess is the best word mm-hmm. that we're thinking of here, is a transition of thought processes and adaptation to whatever's coming along and just, you know, picking up a, a, a cell phone and figuring out how to do all the things it'll do. You know, I've got a cell phone that has all the capability in the world, but I don't know how to do most of it. <laughs> You're limited by you. <laughs> yeah, I'm limited by me, exactly. And, and, and maybe that's a good phrase for what we're talking about <laughs> with the young <laughs> Yeah, we've um, we the young surveyors we're trying to um, I mean communication is key so getting the word out there and we've we have a Facebook page we have a Twitter account which I don't even know what that is but um, and I believe we have LinkedIn and a couple other ways to get the communication out there so it's everybody communicates in different ways so trying to meet everybody's needs um, so we have a um, Adam um, with this, from Wisconsin has been our social media guy. That's what I call him. And um, he's been really taking care of the social part, the social media websites to get that information out there. Um, you know, you and I had spoke, I think, last month about maybe doing quarterly, doing um, news and views as the Young Surveyor Edition. So we can kind of just keep everybody involved about what we're doing. So it's not a surprise or it's not like, oh, what happened to them? They were doing so well and then they fell off. It's you know, it's just keeping um, it in everybody's face, basically, and just keeping it going. And just communication's key with everything. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, I guess one of the things we, we were talking about, age and all that kind of stuff here, and I know that that folks in, in where you are right now and, and some other people who've gotten really interested in this technically are going to start timing out. Uh, in terms of the 35 year, 35 years old thing, so I'm thinking, yeah, we need a young surveyors group, but maybe we need an intermediate young surveyors group <laughs> because you don't want the people who have really embraced this. And and I'm assuming, I don't know, out of the 37 that are there, but I'm, I'm assuming that at least some number of those, a significant number perhaps, are are in the upper range of the of the young surveyor. Uh, group and so there's always the the fear i guess that you get all these people really involved and really interested and then all of a sudden they're timed out um or aged out i guess and yeah so i guess one of the key points is to how do we keep that group i'm you know to me 35 is like teenagers um in terms of of time you know the None of my children are under 35 years old. <laughs> so, so to me, that's very, 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 very young. And, and I guess I'm just afraid, or afraid not the right word maybe, but concerned that that people like you and a lot of people that are in the Young Surveyor Group now, we don't want to have, have you be disenfranchised, I guess, is, the, is the, time, the, the thing I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, um, so right now, I mean, we're actually having to find people that are, um, willing to step up and be the state representative within their states, we found that for the most part they are more in the 30s and a little bit older due to the fact that they're more into their career, they're more committed to the profession, they're probably involved at their state level already somehow. Um, so it's 
basically, I mean, I'm in the same situation with Washington. I'm supposedly the Washington state representative as well, but on top of doing the national, I can say that I haven't, I've been slightly failing there. So I'm trying to find a replacement for myself, and it's like you really got to have a solid group to begin with to start building those relationships to figure out who the next person's going to be to take over that torch. And it's really, I have found, because I do a lot of volunteer work and I run a lot of stuff, the thing is it's no one's going to step up and just say, I'll do it. For the most part, if you ask them, they will. So you got to find that person that you can build that relationship with, that mentoring relationship, and say, hey, I think you're going to be great. It's your turn to take over. And it usually will work out. But it's like it's getting out there and it's it takes that person. It takes the, the it, I mean it's going to be me having to find my replacement is really what it's going to come down to. Um for when I step down as the national representative and that's me building the relationships with the state representatives now to find out who could um carry on after I'm out. I will still be there uh for support though. I'm not I can't walk away. I'm I'm not that type of person. <laughs> And that's that's good to know. And and I, I'm thinking that as you're talking there, I'm thinking about okay, we're looking for younger people. Um, of course, we NSPS and the state organizations have always tried to reach out to the to the student groups, and and that's some fertile, pretty fertile ground, I guess, for looking for some leaders. And mm-hmm. and it, it occurred to me as as we were as I was listening to you talk that one of the challenges it seems to me is when we're talking about young surveyors is because we are fairly recent into the whole idea of um, licensure from from formal education. So many people who are coming in to get their licenses are still getting approaching the timeout age for, for young surveyors by the time they ever get licensed. And so it seems to me that that could be part of the challenge as well. And I know that's changing to to some degree at least in states, but we still have lots of states where we don't have that degree requirement anyway. And and so um, you're not seeing people becoming licensees early, you know, in their 20s so much maybe as in their 30s. Mm-hmm. And uh, and even if they go to college, sometimes it could be that long, just depending on you know what their their employment structure is right. all those kind of things. So I guess is is there efforts reaching out to student chapters in the in the schools? I know obviously we have student chapters and the states do too. Maybe that's a place to start looking for some folks as well. Yeah, we we're, we're yeah, we're doing that as well. Um we've had them involved in a lot of our stuff. Um we do we just started a a membership list um to kind of once again, it's the communication tool to get thing, the word out there. So um, we have a lot of our, I mean, all of our information is on the NSPS website, and then there's links to our membership on there. Um, and we, I've noticed there are students that have signed up. There are, I mean, I think hitting them at the state level and definitely the state conferences is, like I said, it's about building the relationships. So an email from me who they don't know who I am is probably not going to get them into the group. But a guy that they see or a girl that they see occasionally at the conferences or they've seen their name on emails in the state associations, that's how they're going to get involved. It's it's the relationships that we have to continue to build. Yep, that, that makes perfect sense. And so that that's, I guess, we're going to be one of the places that we try to keep the roles filled because 
we certainly don't want this effort to be one that we had a really strong group going in, and then when that group goes out of the age, you know, the age brackets, then mm-hmm. we have a falling off. It'd really be great to have that that smooth transition. I think moving ahead. And I would be not, very sad. <laughs> believe it or not, for the amount of effort that we put into this, I would be sad if we can't keep this going. <laughs> well, believe it or not, we're at our second break already. So let's go do oh. that. We'll be right back. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. This is Dr. George. Join me Wednesday mornings at 9 o'clock for Medicine on Call. On Medicine on Call, we talk about more than medicine. It's about how to take control of your mind, body, and spirit. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com. That's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Want to know if your Seanstead locator is still under warranty? Go to Seanstead.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Man, you were telling me somewhere during our conversation, that one of the things that has been helpful for this current group that is involved now is that quite a number of them are actual business owners, and so they have a that perspective to bring to the group. So I was wondering yes. if that... Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's been... Um, I wasn't really sure what kind of representatives we would get when you threw this out there, but... The people that are really stepping up and that are our state representatives, a lot of them do, like I said, own their own businesses or are part owner in it or are even like president or vice president of or survey managers of their department. So the like the level of people, it's been funny how many people have said the young surveyors and have accidentally said uh, students. And I have to stand there and be like, no, we own businesses. Like, 
<laughs> we're not students. Like, I, you know, I'm a city surveyor. I, you know, have a city of 100,000 people that they put me in charge of the surveying part of it. So, the, I mean, the people that are stepping up to do this are, are not students. And they're people that are really committed to the profession and have a high quality and caliber about them and what they really want to see as the profession. So I really think that people that are, you know, involved are really do look out for the best interest of the profession. It's not anything like self-serving or anything or like we were talking about the takeover. There's no takeover. This is It's really about continuing the profession for the younger generation and just upholding what we've started and where we're going. You know, that you, you were mentioning what you do and what other people are doing. And from my perspective, that diversity is a, a really good thing and it's, it's a really important thing because all of us are surveyors, but surveyors are not equal is not the right term, but we do different things. Yeah. And so my experiences over the years in state societies and even in the national society is that the predominant number of people who are in leadership roles and are sort of driving the boat are all pretty much private practice guys. And, and that's okay because we're, you know, we all have the same goals. But one of the downsides of that to me is that we don't necessarily have an understanding of what people who are our fellow professionals are doing and, and how what they do impacts everybody's lives and what they go through in their day-to-day operations working for uh, a university or a city or a county or the federal government I mean, we're all surveyors, right? Um, yeah. But but sometimes it seems to me there there's not a enough appreciation, maybe is a good word, for what all of us do because our predominant leaders have all been private practitioners, pretty much. And, and maybe I'm not stating that correctly, but yeah. I just think um, I I just think I, the point I'm making is I like the fact that you guys are so diverse because. You need to understand everybody else's perspective. I agree. We um, actually in Washington on our state board, it's it's a very diverse mix um, on there. For a while, almost all of our leadership was um, from the public the public sector. We actually didn't have a private um, surveyor up there for a while on the state board. But is that the licensing been, board or the society board? Oh, I'm sorry, our association board. Okay. So our XCOM was mostly right. uh, public. But I, I agree, diversity is huge. Everyone comes with a different perspective and a different point of view and just um, can bring something new to the table. And, every yeah, every, everybody's jobs are very different. And I've been at my job for six months, and I'm still learning and still trying to understand what I'm supposed to do for the public. And it's it's definitely a different perspective than when I worked in the private industry. And I appreciate it. And it's nice to have the diversity and be able to talk to people that are in the different groups and, once again, communication and relationships within the Young Surveyors Network to help build those uh, diversity and just understanding of what we all face as surveyors. Yeah, I I agree with that. And and I think it also, somebody in your situation, having come from the private side and going in, I think is a a good thing, or vice versa, it wouldn't be a bad thing either. I didn't, didn't tend to imply that. But I just think from the perspective of, all that's going on in the world now and all the things that are affecting us and all the big hoopla we've been having over the last several years with the whole GIS thing and and mapping and um, 
survey plats being reduced to microfilm or whatever they do these days yeah. <laughs> and not readable when you go get them. Um, having the the perspective from both sides of that I, I think is important because I'm, I don't think anybody intentionally is trying to make life harder for us private practice, practitioners, but unless you have the opportunity to have a, a reasoned conversation about it and not people... Mm-hmm coming in screaming, pulling their hair out kind of conversation. Um, I, I think that facilitates um, better record-keeping, better uh, interaction back and forth, better understanding of you know, what we, we, the private practice, call the real surveyors. And when I say real surveyors, I'm talking about you know, you're, you're creating property um, mm-hmm. boundary maps and, and that kind of thing, which mean things to people, and they're not just digital maps. They actually... You know, they actually represent where boundaries are and there's been and you know this as well as i do there's all kinds of confusion about that that goes on from time to time and again i see the young surveyors group groups but group in a generic sense as a great way to foster the kind of dialogue not only internally in the surveying profession but reaching out to the other organizations and other individuals who work around and with survey data to make the world a better place, if not, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think um, the biggest thing, I think you nailed it, just saying that it's it's an education opportunity is what I call them. Um, I actually manage GIS staff. I've been managing GIS staff for five years on top of surveying. So it's a different, like it's a diverse, different way to look at things. And having... It's an education opportunity to explain what these maps are for and why they're important and why these records mean something to someone. Um, I'm actually uh, responsible for our horizontal and vertical control network in our city, and it hasn't been maintained for seven years. I didn't know that when I took this job. So now I'm trying to educate people on why we need to get it up and running. And it's just a lot of the agencies, It's a lot of it is funding and a lot of it is space. I mean, we just... There's limited resources, and that includes people and everything else. So it's an education opportunity for you to go in and speak with your the government agencies or those ones that you work with that have your records to be able to talk to them about why it's important or figure out a way to maintain what you need but still offer them what, what they need to get the space or you know storage or whatever it is. And I'm guessing that conversation probably goes a little better coming in with a, a reasoned approach rather than the screaming maniac approach. Um, yeah, you, that usually doesn't go over well. <laughs> <laughs> I've not worked on the public side for six and a half years. Yeah, the screaming approach usually doesn't get you anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to admit I've had uh, very little success in my life getting people to <laughs> pay attention to my point of view if I'm screaming and yelling. Um, so... It, it, it is an important part, and I guess uh, all the more reason to make sure that our leadership going forward in all of our organizations, and certainly through the Young Surveyors Network, is inclusive of mm-hmm. people from all those all those branches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, everyone has uh, everyone has a different perspective and a point of view, and so just bringing everyone together to be able to work together as a group for the betterment of our profession. And and our mission, you know, serving the public. That's yes. That's what we're supposed to be all about. So, well, we got this thing coming up in in Minnesota this week. Uh, we were talking during break about the how cold the challenges, it is. The challenges <laughs> of getting there and 
and the temperatures <laughs> once we get there. So I'm not sure yet that I'm going to be flying out of here. But after after the 30 some inches of snow a couple of weeks ago, maybe the four or five that's coming now won't won't uh, shut the cake. city down again. <laughs> but uh, so that, yeah, that's the uh, I, go ahead. I was going to say the FIG and um, and SPS is working together with um, for the second annual the second North American Young Surveyors Meeting. Um, I know we have. Um, I didn't get the full list, but I know there's 40 people registered from from the United States. So it'll be exciting to meet some new people. Um, a lot of them are are state representatives that are already signed up. So it'll be awesome to get everybody together. But we have a really great lineup. Um, quite a few headliner speakers that are um, attending. And the best part was um, the whole conference is costing $40 for registration. I mean, we've had a lot of sponsors that have um, helped bring down the cost and just an awesome opportunity that um, the Minnesota group is offering as well to to bring everyone together for the second meeting. Do you have any sense of, of how many people who are, when you say Americans, I assume you mean U.S. people, uh, yes. But part of the intent of going there was to try to draw some folks from Canada as well, right? Yes. Um, I have, Like I said, I didn't get the full list because I only asked for the ones attending um, from the United States so I could communicate with them. But um, I know that there were 100 um, posi- or spots, and um, I, haven't, I don't know how many got filled, but I definitely know that there's a strong support from the United States. But I, I know that there are some folks attending from Canada, and I'm hoping from Mexico as well. Oh, that would be great. That yeah, it'll be a it. surprise. We don't know who's going to show up. It's going to be great. That would, that, would, <laughs> that would harken back to my old days in the 90s of dealing with the NAFTA agreement, which actually <laughs> oh, wow. never went anywhere. I don't know if you know what NAFTA is. but I do. Um, I learned that in <laughs> high school. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know John Abenroth. Yes. John was, was part of that group. and um, Malcolm Shaw was part of that group. You know, Malcolm just passed away recently. Um, yes. From NSPS, who we traveled to uh, Canada and to Mexico on on this whole NAFTA thing because it appeared as though it was going to be what everybody needed to do moving forward. And uh, I don't think we ever did get any agreements. Signed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of the issues was that there wasn't really a national organization, a formal national organization in Mexico, and so we went there to try to form one and. Honestly, I don't know if that ever happened either because it all just kind of is almost it's like one of those things you work for years and years and years on something. We did. We worked a long time on this thing. And then I don't know if the administration changed or something changed, and all of a sudden it just it wasn't a big deal anymore. Um, yeah. So um, you run into those kind of things. But having said that, if you can begin to build those relationships with people from the different comp- countries as time moves forward, there will be other times when that collaboration is going to be really important. And so mm-hmm. they always yeah. say if you want things to work well, start people doing it young. You know, you teach your kids to start throwing and catching balls early because you think they're going to be pros and making a lot of money for you. But uh, <laughs> the, same, the same kind of goes true for, for the profession. You know, if you can get people involved with each other uh, earlier in their careers, I think it does help, and the more broadly that is spread about, the better. So, believe it or not, we're 20 seconds away from our last break. So, oh my goodness! We, okay. <laughs> when we come back, maybe we can talk a little bit more about about the program that's going to be 
up there in uh, in Minneapolis, and then uh, cover whatever I have forgotten to ask you about as we've had our conversation going back and forth. So okay. let's go to that break, and we'll be back shortly. Getting into underground utility location? If so, you'll want to know about the Schoenstatt Instrument Company's MPC kit, a multi-purpose combo for locating both ferrous objects and underground pipes and cables. And because it consists of two instruments in one package, it qualifies for trade-in allowances on two locators, any kind, any make, any condition. Contact your dealer for details or visit www.shonstat.com. That's S-C-H-O-N-S-T-E-D-T dot com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. This is Michael Connolly inviting you to listen each Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern to my show, Our Constitution, only on America's Web Radio. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. So during our last segment, Amanda, maybe you can tell our audience about what the goals are moving forward. Yeah, um, the goals for the group this year, I mean, I really, we have our meeting next week, um, and we're also going to be meeting as an NSPS group on Thursday, which we're going to do a webinar for that, for those that can't attend. And then um, really the goal from there is we're putting together our bylaws and everything to become an organized group. And at the NSPS spring meeting, our goal would be to approach the board about being an affiliate group with NSPS. Um, The vision for this is really to help, um, I think it will just really kind of solidify us as a group within NSPS, but allow us to be on the boards and the meetings and other things to help um, shape where the NSPS is going with the young surveyor perspective that everyone keeps asking for, um, definitely with the workforce development program, the foundation, they've asked for you know someone to be on their committee. Just a lot of the committees that are already in NSPS having um, the, the young surveyor support as well. Um, at this time, we don't have any other scheduled meetings that we plan to have in person, but I hope to put together our third webinar and get that up there. Um, the other two that we've done are available on the NSPS website. So if you missed them, which they were a while ago, you can still listen to them. So, And then working on our communication tool, um, really hopefully 
with getting the, uh, the news and views uh, quarterly devoted to the young surveyors, maybe finding some people that can write articles and just kind of get a different perspective out there for that quarterly um, news and views. So really our goal this year is really just to become, I mean, a, sol- a solidified group, have a name, have a bylaws, have a structure, and then become incorporated into NSPS and be involved at whatever level they need us to be involved at. So for the news and views, are you thinking more along the terms of, and, and we can do that as often as you want, as you know, um, yeah. it, would that be something where someone within the group might write something, or will it be about perspectives of what the group itself is doing, or would we feature somebody that has a particular thing or uh, going on? Uh, can I say yes to all the above? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, absolutely. I think it'd be great. It's definitely a way to keep everyone updated that aren't getting my emails. Um, and also for the, um, I'm calling them supporters, the people that are not in the group um, but still care about where the group is going, they would have all of the information without having to email me. Um, but I think some, I mean, a lot of, I've, we in Washington, we have our new Evergreen State Surveyor um, Program going for our, our um, it's like our magazine, and we have a young surveyor writing an article each time. So I think there's a, I think there is a option to have young surveyors get articles out there that they're working on, um, but also maybe time to interview some of our state representatives, the ones that are the business owners. I mean, I looked at the XYHT magazine that was put out, the top 40 under 40. Uh-huh. I, I believe five or six of the people that were listed in the top 40 under 40 are state representatives or involved in NSPS somehow. So, I mean, we have a lot of – the group, like I said, is a very diverse group, and I think um, some of them would have be great, um, like, interview um, interviewees for the NSPS – or, yeah, the News and Views. Yeah, I agree. And, and as I said, that's the whole purpose of that publication is to do the, exactly those kind of things. So so I think that's great. I And I can't tell you the specifics because I don't, don't think we've begun to use it just yet. No, we have we just but I'm the thing I'm thinking of we just signed up for another type of um, meeting software okay where, where we could have like up to 100 people in there or something okay. um, and that's going to be available uh, obviously Trish knows all about how to do that but I think it's another good way to to have that interaction and one of the things about that kind of interaction is if you can do it in a way where people can easily converse back and forth because I've been on those sometimes before and it's a little hard to, to get messages back and forth. But from what I understand, mm-hmm. this newer software makes it much more easy to do. So, and, Well, we and, will be the guinea pigs and use it then. <laughs> <laughs> and being, broad, you know, being broadly accessible the way it is, um, we could bring people in who are interested in what the young surveyors are doing, even if they're not amongst the young surveyor group, so to speak. So I, I think that's that's a really good idea. But but I do like the idea on the news and views, and then just keeping people apprised of, of what's going on, in even among the states, because I, I think people, surveyors in general, are interested and eager to see this group prosper and become integrated into the fabric of the society. Um, I just think we need they just need more information so they they're comfortable with what's going on and they they feel a part of it rather than oh gee there's those guys over there in the corner they're kind of doing their thing I think I'll sit over here and have a beer um, yeah you know we we really need to have that back and forth integration no, no doubt about that yeah and and it's, and 
like I said, each state is different and each state has its own challenges, but, you know, we're not all that different. So there's, if it's started and or worked in the state, it could start and work in your state. So it's just building the, yeah, I guess confidence and just giving some, you know, some method to move the group forward within that state as well. Absolutely. So I guess, um, I know we still got some time left, but I, I don't know if I've forgot to ask you anything or if there's something else you you want to want to chat about um i don't know if there's any more we need to talk about on the international side other than i guess there's some indirect tie there is there i know that the young surveyor group at fig for example have their meetings and what have you is there always outreach asking for someone say from our group to to attend or um, it's posted that it's available to go. There hasn't necessarily been outreach. Um, I have noticed my name occasionally on FIG information as the North American Young Surveyor Representative. Um, apparently I'm moving up in the world. I didn't even know. <laughs> but um, So I, I actually am planning to attend the FIG Working Week um, in Christchurch this year to kind of get to know some more of the FIG Young Surveyor leaders and figure out how we as the NSPS group can integrate a little bit more with them as we become a more solid group and move forward ourselves. So, I, I, you know, it's just, once again, it's just reaching out. I, I, they got a whole world of people, and we're just one little country. So it's us having to step up and be involved as well. We can't rely on them coming to us. So. And, you know, one of the things I think is so great about that part of it is even in, in just talking with people at conferences and seeing what's going on. There's so many innovative things going on everywhere in the world, mm-hmm. some even more innovative than what's happening here. Um, so that's great to be able to have that kind of interaction, I, I believe, as an entity, um, NSPS entity, Young Surveyor entity, whatever we want to call it, to build those stronger ties um, with with people around the world. Um, whether, whether we like it or not, and this is one of the things I – I kind of experienced when I first got involved at at FIG was sometimes we're, I don't know, suspicious is the right word, that that people look at us as though they think we're trying to tell them how to do everything, and and that's not the case. Uh, So I I think this is a great opportunity through the young surveyors to have that interaction from earlier ages so that you build those relationships across the board. Yeah, I I was fortunate to attend the... um the topographic mapping course in Lisbon, Portugal. And at, the conf- at that conference, there was um, 50 people in the world that were selected to go, and there were 18 different countries that were representative, and everybody was under the age of 35. So it was an awesome experience just to sit and talk about people with people about how, number one, they live, but also how they do surveying in their country. And it was really an eye-opening experience. Um, we actually, a lot of it may be a different situation, but we all face a lot of the same challenges. So it's it's not just in the United States. It's like a worldwide where we don't have enough surveyors and we're trying to continue our profession and trying to find the young people to mentor them and keep them in, in the profession and move everything forward. And speaking along those lines, I think I might have mentioned this earlier on in the conversation, but it's worth mentioning again, and that is I think one of the major places for our the young surveyors to be involved is in that whole outreach side yes. so that we we have people going into schools that look a lot more like the students than people like me 
um, and and have more knowledge, really, in, in many cases about new technologies and, and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, we I think we've waited too long to start doing outreach. We just kind of depended on the, our old system to st- keep filling our roles, and that's not going to work anymore. So, the the more people we can get in that that have that more of a rapport right off the bat, I think is is a good thing. Yeah, and I think a lot of the the younger surveyors may have a different perspective on the d- types of people to market to and where to market, because mm-hmm. they know you know they're closer to knowing how they got involved in it. So they know, like, okay, like, in fourth grade, this would have been good. I think I would have changed my mind or something. You know, like, I just feel that the young surveyors just bring a different perspective to our outreach. And I, I do think that they need to be highly involved in the NSPS outreach and just your state association outreaches as well. Yeah, I agree with that. And from my personal perspective, I think the the strongest leaders and participants in that effort to for outreach really need to come from from that group because like you said there's there's a closer connection you have a better understanding of the technologies that are in use uh, and and are better able i think to relate to to the to the younger people and you're right uh you mentioned the fourth grade we don't really have programs to get people in the fourth grade unless it's the boy scouts and we yeah. need more ways to do that, and I think young people can help us do that because they understand how to communicate better. Yeah, and it's also the educating the parents too. I mean, your parents play, unfortunately or unfortunately, however you want to say it, play a big part in your career paths and choices and just where you're going, growing up as well. And so, if, you, if you're, the parents don't even know what a surveyor was, my parents have no idea what a surveyor was, <laughs> or I don't even think they do now. But um. You know, just the educating the parents and building the relationships with them to let them know about the different avenues for their child. Right, and and to help them understand how diverse the profession is. Mm-hmm. Because most people have one idea of, even if they recognize that surveying is not the people handing out stuff on the street, <laughs> they yeah. think of it very monolithically. <laughs> and, and, and we haven't done a great job of helping them better understand what it is. So. No. I'm still well, working on my parents, so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess all uh, all folks need to do that. You're you're working on your parents to get them to understand. I'm working on my grandson. So <laughs> we we got both both uh, ends of the spectrum covered, I suppose. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing you. Uh, um, well, hopefully tomorrow, if the snow doesn't uh, hold us all back. And I, I agree that a great group of people are going to be there looking forward to it and getting to meet more and more of these, these young people and and helping them understand that NSPS is really interested in them and what they're doing. Uh, I, I think we, we need to make sure that that's better understood. Yes, because I, I feel very supported by NSPS. I just hope that the other people involved do as well. So do I, and we'll try to make sure that that happens as we uh, as we move ahead. So thanks so much for being with me today. It's been great, and I will see you tomorrow or sometime soon. Okay. All right. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Amanda. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.